Welcome, everyone, to the L7C Podcast NBA Edition. That's right. We are back talking about the NBA as the NBA season is going to be starting this October 19th, 2021, which means our NBA expert is back from podcast vacation. Mr. Evan Debo, how are you doing today, sir? I'm doing good, Martin. It's so good to be back. It's uh, it's good to be back on the uh, the pod. Um, NBA is back in uh, full swing starting next week. It, it has been a long off season. A lot of transactions, um, a lot of odds and ends and different things going on. Uh, but I'm excited for it to, to be back. I need that back in my life. Um, need that hoops action. I agree with you, man. I agree. And like the Tuesday slate for the 19th, I mean, you get the Nets and the Bucks and the Warriors and the Lakers. But before the season even starts, the biggest thing that's been dominating the news is Kyrie. And I feel like every couple of so pods, me and you are talking about Kyrie Irving doing something. And this time was him not wanting to get vaccinated where he lives in a state that you have to be vaccinated to partake in his profession, which is basketball and playing in the arena and all that stuff. He finally came out and said something yesterday saying he wants to be the voice of the voiceless and uh, for them and all that. But first, Evan, what do you think about this whole Kyrie like situation? Um, so it's, I think it's a little bit more nuanced than I thought it did, or than I knew it to be mm-hmm. a couple of days ago. I mean, at, at the bare minimum, um, we obviously have a situation where uh, in San Francisco and New York City, as you said, uh, you cannot participate in basketball act activities playing in NBA games without being vaccinated. Um, Kyrie playing in uh, the borough of Brooklyn in New York City. Obviously he falls with uh, under that. Um, there's been other folks come out and um, you know Andrew Wiggins originally still was a holdout of it eventually you know money talks and he gave you don't want to lose out on on money, those kinds of things. Um, I believe it was Jonathan Isaac too. Um, one of the most thought provoking and well spoken I think um, uh, positions on, you know, again, just, just talking about, uh, I mean, speaking into the fact that, uh, you know, again, if natural immunity from having COVID previously himself and, you know, being a strong, uh, uh, you know, having the strong antibodies and being able to, to fight the disease, you know, what are the weighing the, the, the pluses and minuses? I mean, science has also told us that that is, that is true. Um, when it comes to the vaccine with Kyrie, um, you know, we didn't know what kind of, uh, you know, position statement he was coming from, or, or just didn't know what his position was, what have you, uh, and, you know, until, until recently. Uh, and, you know, for him, it, it's so complex with Kyrie, right? So like, um, he, you've got the third eye in the middle of the forehead thing. Um, you've got, like, you know, again, I've, um, it's, it's a situation just evolved into craziness uh, in terms of you don't know what his true uh, his true um, thoughts are when it comes to certain things. Um, we we know recently he's he says he's uh, he's taking a, a stand uh, more or less on um, you know folks uh, getting fired or moved from their jobs because of the vaccine mandates and whatever the capacity is, uh, all those types of things. So um, specifically. 
with, with Kyrie, um, you know, again, I, I can kind of see some overtones of, you know, again, it's so, there's so many ethical considerations with this too. You've got healthcare workers, obviously right now who are, if they don't fall in line and get uh, vaccinated, you know, again, the individual person has their own medical histories or situations at home or, you know, concerns about uh, fertility and, and having kids and, you know, a vaccine that we don't know two, three, four, five, six years and beyond out, you know, what the implications are. We know the vaccine is very, very safe. Um, it, uh, it, but there are some ethical considerations with that, but with Kyrie, um, you know, he's, he's come out and said, he's taking a stand for folks like that, right. Who are, um, in a situation where they're going to be, uh, potentially removed from their jobs or they're, they're, uh, asked to resign because they haven't, um, you know, gone along with that, you know, the same healthcare workers that were on the front lines all of last year when COVID first broke out helping are now being told to leave because they're not, you know, being vaccinated on an individual mm -hmm. basis. I mean, it's a little bit more complex. Like I said, I mean, that's a long way of saying, I think it's, it's a little bit more complex with this, but I mean, if you can also boil it down to Kyrie plus um, outlier perspective equals I'm going to hold out or I'm going to do this or I hate this team trade me. Right. I mean, there's, mm -hmm. that's the formula. So I think if this is, if we look at this in isolation part, let me ask you this. If Kyrie Irving is, I don't know if Kyrie Irving is Kemba Walker uh, mm -hmm. up until the last two months, do you give him more of a leash on this conversation? Yeah. I do. Because because he, he doesn't have a track record of this, right? He doesn't have mm -hmm. a track record of exactly that formula. Kyrie Irving plus outlier theory, consideration, what have you, uh, right, wrong, and different mm -hmm. equals holdout, uh, equals discontent with team, discontent with players. Um, we've seen this in Cleveland. We've seen this with, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a knee surgery because I, I, you know, I think you guys – Played me through some stuff. I don't think I think you guys are too much about LeBron, yada yada. So they traded to Boston. Uh, discontent with the franchise there didn't make it long. Went to Brooklyn. Um, I mean, Kyrie Irving is a heck of a basketball player, but at a certain point, Kyrie Irving can't play basketball when these kinds of things pop up. So the Nets came out and took a took a stand and said, um, you know, because a lot of people were sitting just assuming, you know, at twenty seven points per game, fifty percent from the field, forty percent from three. Uh, six assists a game, whoever, all the great things that make Kyrie the basketball player really, really well. Obviously, he's a big part of the Nets championship aspirations. Everybody just assumed they'd figure it out, right? That these uh, city mandates would be lifted and they still might, you know, six months from now, which should still be NBA season. Um, but, you know, everybody thought he's just going to play in away games for 41 games. He's not going to play home. Um, but uh, uh, GM Marks came out and said that, you know, we're not going to have a part time player. So, we're not interested in Kyrie playing with us uh, at all in an away game of capacity. Were you surprised by any of that? Um, I think I was a little surprised because I just assumed that, you know, NBA teams are going to do what they do with superstars, right? Is they're going to, um, you know, Coddle's probably too strong of a word, but they're just going to, they're going to figure it out because the guy's so talented. Were you surprised that, that Bobby Marks came out with that? I, w I was surprised, but then, I don't think he says that unless like Kevin Durant and James Harden are like okay with him saying that. Because I feel like they're also Sean Mark, fed up. Sorry, not Bobby. Yeah. I feel like they're also fed up with it because they're 
like you just said with the NBA coddling the players, like Kevin Durant's the best player on that team and like the best player in the league. So you're not going to say something not about just his teammate, but one of his close friends like that and not ask him first. That's just my opinion, the track record of NBA superstar in history the past like 20 years. So they had to be okay with it. Like, so once they got to go ahead, they were like, all right, I could say this, but me personally, I didn't even like the idea of someone being a part-time basketball player. This isn't WWE where you could just be a part-time superstar and show up when you want. Like I did not like that idea, but I, I, I just like, what do you do in the playoffs then? Like you're only going to play at the playoff way games and not play at home. Like eat, sleep away games, repeat buddy. Like Jesus. But no, nah, I once I just felt like Kevin and James said it was okay. Cause when they were talking about moving facilities for one guy to practice, I was like, okay, that's not how a team should operate. I agree. Um, let's stick on again. We'll, we'll continue to monitor that situation as it moves forward. That's almost as complex uh, as the uh, Ben Simmons thing, which is also oh, tackled the off season. <laughs> um, so, uh, for the listeners again, so, you know, obviously the famous, you know, Ben Simmons not taking shots in the fourth quarter, um, and their, their, uh, playoff exit series, um, uh, at all, like in any of the games. Um, and, you know, again, famously passing up a wide open dunk to pass it to somebody who got stuffed and, and, uh, you know, uh, a missed layup, missed dunk attempt and going the other way. And, I mean, it, as ruthless as the Sixer fans are, you add that into the comments by Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid and the postgame prefer, or press conference, everything else. And Ben Simmons has been holding out. Ben Simmons has been holding out. Hasn't played any preseason game, what have you, until um, last week when finally you've got the most immovable rock in the world, Clutch Sports, uh, who will do anything and everything uh, to burn franchises to the ground as good as they are. Yeah, um, I will say they're good in that respect, but they also have a tendency to Cleveland Cavaliers. If you want to make LeBron happy, you got to give eighty-eight million dollars to Tristan, Tristan Thompson, Thompson, which is insane. Which is insane. Um, those are the kind of moves, you know. Clutch is uh, separate note. You know, Clutch is getting sued by Nerlens Noel for lost wages. On hey, screw with your a current agent and come uh, sign with us. We'll get you tons of millions of dollars. Ends up signing for the vet minimum lost like 40, $50 million in a couple of years there. Um, bad, bad, bad. But anyway, so you've got the immovable rock of them. You've also got the movable rock of Daryl Morey. So we've been working towards a, uh, a situation where Ben Simmons needs to be traded. It's, it's unhealthy to have him in the locker room, what have you. He's reported to camp and is starting to work through like their own mutually agreed upon procedures for him working out and being around the team and everything else until they find a trade. Um, again, money talks. So eventually Clutch and Ben Simmons said, yeah, I don't want to just like throw all that money out. They're going to put it in an escrow account um, and then basically find him from that escrow account. It's just a little bit of legalese on instead of just withholding pay, um, they just would deduct from that escrow account, what they were supposed to pay him after a certain contract trigger date. But Ben Simmons is in Philadelphia. Um, I didn't think that was going to happen three weeks ago, a month ago, what have you. He's still a member of the 76ers. Daryl Morey still wants the moon for him. Um, and this, the, the, uh, the value is really, really low because everybody knows the situation. Um, Martin, just general thoughts on him. Any thoughts on... A, like which side is going to have to cave. Um, I mean, I think Daryl Morey is as stubborn as, as all get out. 
So I don't know that there's a solution anytime soon, but the solution in the meantime is he's a 76er still. So the Ben Simmons thing to me, I'm just going to be honest, because I mean, we've talked about him on this on this pod. This current situation, I felt like that you have some nerve. Like he was the one who played really bad in the playoffs. He was the one who's almost seven feet, six feet, nine or eight, whatever he is, and went up against a guy who's our height, five eight, five nine, five ten, and he didn't take that layup. And like he's the one saying, Oh, I can't play here anymore, even though the team would want him back. I understand people, everyone has feelings and hearing that. Doc Rivers saying, like, I don't know if I don't, I can't answer that if we can win a championship. But the fact that he feels like he was so wronged irritates me. Martin, the players were gonna, the players were gonna hop on the hop on a plane Mm -hmm. and fly to LA to try to talk talk to him. And he's like, Don't do that. I don't want you to come. His Mm -hmm. teammates put Mm -hmm. the put the agent, put everything else aside. His teammates said they're gonna do that. And uh, he wasn't about that life. Yeah. Um, But Nonetheless, he's in Philadelphia. Doc Rivers assumes he's going to play. I think was the quote the other day. Um, so again, he's been he's been COVID tested. Everybody's in kind of a, a what now situation. Um, the key thing coming up uh, December fifteenth is uh, when uh, a certain batch of players just signed over the offseason are eligible to be traded for the first time. So. I don't see any remedies between now and December 15th. Obviously there's a lot of, you know, how many times do we need random throwing guy making four to $9 million to make the money work um, for a potential trade. So um, I, I really don't see any solutions between now and December, uh, December 15th at the minimum when a lot of those players that moved during the off season, if they are showing they're not working out or they just need to be a contract filler to, uh, to get a deal done. I don't, I don't see any solutions between now and then. I don't either, but I don't know. Like you said, Maury, he's an an immovable object. Like he's going to ask for the house from anyone. Like, I don't know who's giving up the house. Like he's going to have to take scraps. That might be. Yeah. I mean, and Maury won't take scraps. You know, that's, that's the, that's the inherent problem. Um, again, so I, I don't know. And Ben's got so many years left on, on his deal. I mean, I, I find fault here in, in the Ben Simmons camp, 3000%. I mean, if you sign a contract, you have to wait. Everybody just jumps on the money. They don't consider the living out the duration of the con of the contract. If you put your name, like the way I was raised, I, the way I know you were raised, you put your name down on something that means something. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've got however many years left on his deal that he does, like four years is still left on his deal. I mean, you can't just not show up. You know what I mean? You right. can't just not show up for work. He's missed three. He got fined $360,000 for the two preseason games he missed. Um, additional fines um, are believed to be, I think, 2500 for the first, 5000 for the second, 7500 for the third practice. Um, and I think it could go up to like 50000 for practice he missed in between there too. So again, money talks at a certain point. Um, I think on our playoff predictions, if we can uh, – maybe switch into talking about some of those. Let's start in the West. Um, yeah, I've got so, a couple. I, I got a couple ideas, Martin on I'll, I'll lay some teams out. I'll lay some teams out that I think could be Ben Simmons destinations. And if they do, I think they could be a little bit higher than where I have them. All right. Yeah. So, so Martin, who are your, who are your Western conference playoff team? Okay. 
So my Western Conference playoffs team, let's just get this one out of the way. The Los Angeles Lakers, uh, I think they'll bounce back. I mean, they were in the playoffs last year, but due to some injuries, they lost the first round of the Phoenix Suns. Uh, they got Russell Westbrook, and I know we're super interested to see how that goes. So that's one of them. Yes, we are. I got to take the L7C Suns because literally last year we told everyone this time last year when we were previewing the NBA season that the Suns can make it to the Western Conference Finals and they did just one better. They made it to the finals. So I'm taking them as well. Uh, Denver Nuggets, Jamal Murray coming back, the MVP, the Joker. So that's three. Those would be my top um, three right now. And then I don't think... I don't think I don't know if I think the Clippers are going to make it, but I do have the Golden State Warriors making the playoffs this year because of Steph Curry. Uh, Clay Thompson's coming back. We're going to see how he plays Draymond. I feel like they're going to be motivated. I do have Dallas and Portland in as well. That's six. And then uh, these playoff games are the Clippers. My oh, the Utah Jazz. Obviously, they had the best home record in the league last year. So that's seven. And then I have which a person who I've been tied to now, maybe for life, the Clippers potentially coming in the rear as the eighth seed with my main man, Paul George. I thought you were going to say Terrence, man. (laughs) Everyone knows how I feel about Paul George. So we'll play off Paul George, but he did well last year. I almost had to issue an apology, but those are my. And and Martin, if you've got, I, I, expand a little bit if you got two teams in the hunt oh so if there's if they're yeah so we've got those playing games if you got two teams in the hunt that also gives you a little bit of cushion too so you can either call these teams for the playing games you can call these teams for hey they're a trade away for maybe bumping out my seventh and eighth team right now um or you know higher what i mean moving up higher not saying they'd only be seventh and eighth but maybe they could bump up to even like something crazy go from like nine to four with a certain trade or what have you who who might those two teams be i am going to go oh memphis grizzlies and i'm gonna go the thunder i am gonna go the thunder as a potential so you're going the oklahoma city thunder I'm gonna go them. I feel are like you this, serious? I'm dead serious. This is our this is our this is our Martin Baum in the podcast. Yep. What? That, yep, that would be my last <laughs> one. Yep. I don't see anything with the Spurs. I the Rockets, they know. The Kings are dysfunctional. I just feel like this is gonna be a big year for them. The Thunder might be a 10th seed. All right, I gotta collect myself after that one. <laughs> I'm gonna say there is absolutely no way whatsoever Oklahoma City is gonna be. In the hunt, okay. they're bad. They're bad, bad. Um, please shove this in my face when I'm wrong. Um, it's acceptable. It's that's what you're taking a hot take right now. I'm taking a hot take mm-hmm. right now. So, and that's sometimes we're gonna we're gonna win some, we're gonna lose some in this in this uh, podcast land here. But um, I don't have. The, I'm gonna start backwards. So my two teams I have in the hunt. Um, the first one I do have the Sacramento Kings. Okay. Um, I th- I think the Sacramento Kings. Um, I think De'Aaron Fox is a phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal talent. Um, I think uh, Davion Mitchell uh, getting in there with a, and another guard rotation with Tyrese Halliburton. Um, I really, really, really like the Sacramento Kings. Um, I think I think Mitchell, for small as he is, he's gritty on defense. Um, I really, really like him in the fold, but. The more importantly, I'm looking up and down the roster, Martin. So I've got, you know, 
from Tristan Thompson to a, a new addition to uh, uh, Terrence Davis, Mo Harkless, um, I back to Tyrese Halbert, Davion Mitchell, all these folks. Martin, this is my. If you ask me today, this is my Ben Simmons trade team. Okay. The I think the case. pieces. I think the pieces are here with with two firsts. Maybe get a first off another team. Um, you're going to have to give up Tyrese Halliburton. You're going to have to give up maybe Davion Mitchell. Um, although they'll probably fight on that. But um, if I'm the Sixers, I'm looking at hey, listen, um, Harrison Barnes is still only 29 years old. If you could work something around a Barnes, Tyrese Halliburton picks, um, maybe Buddy Healed, yeah, I'm doing that. And that might be the best. That might be like the best combo you can find. Um, and now, who even knows if Sacramento should have to give up a literally, literally a king's ransom uh, for for Ben Simmons? But this is my team in the hunt, Martin. I could see this team flying as high as eight. I could see this time, uh, this team uh, um, definitely being in the hunt for sure. So okay. the other team I have, the other team I have um, that you know, again, you're looking at the West. You know, I don't expect the Timberwolves to be. Um, I don't expect the Thunder to be good. I think the Spurs are going to be atrocious. Um, they just have nobody. Lost to Mar Rosen. Um, I still am a little hesitant about with the news that came out today um, on Zion, but the New Orleans Pelicans are my other team in the hunt. Um, so he's going to miss the first, nah, I think they said like two to four weeks, something like that. Um, and you know, again, they're just, they're clunky. They got a lot of pieces that, you know, you're not quite sure how they're going to fix, but then they, they've got, they've got Zion Williamson, they've got, um, uh, Brandon Ingram, and those are two bad dudes. And all you need to do to like get in the nine or 10 seat is quite simply don't be the Rockets, Thunder, uh, Timberwolves or Spurs. And I feel like that's really easy to do. So those are my two teams in the hunt. Uh, from the West, if we revert back and go one to eight, I have the following. I have the Los Angeles Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, as you mentioned before, uh, Russell Westbrook is in the fold. Uh, you know, again, lots of, uh, lots of potential for um, some other really, really neat things with, uh, with Kendrick Nunn. Um, uh, I mean, I think that's a really underrated signing for, for folks coming off the bench. Mm-hmm. Um, really, really excited about, you know, I think the uh, Carmelo, um, again, these are a bunch of, for the most part, a bunch of old guys surrounded by some, some prove yourself guys. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really, really think the Lakers are your de facto number one team. Um, so beyond that, I have the Denver Nuggets. Um, I have the, I have the Golden State Warriors as high as three. And Clay Thompson's revenge tour is going to be nasty, and I'm all here for it. Um, now that the Cavs are out of it, and I'm a few years removed from all the Cavs, uh, um, Warriors finals, everything else, you name it, um, I'm super, super interested, definitely now more than I was before with uh, the Clay Thompson revenge tour and all things Golden State Warriors. Have them at three, picked up uh, Otto Porter Jr., uh, brought Iggy back, um, signed Chris Chioza. Drafted Jonathan Kaminga and Moses Moody. If you think back to draft night, our boy Kendrick Perkins struggling so bad. That was bad. That's an all timer. That's an all timer. So you've got you've got kind of the you know towards starting to get towards the end of their prime. Warriors. Draymond's definitely past his prime. 
um, by you know at least a year or two, what have you. But you've got some folks coming. I really like Jonathan Kaminga. Obviously, he was in contention for you know some of the Caps could even take as high as three. Really, really like that wing, big physical wing. Um, you know, again, when if you're if you're the bench bench crew and the um, the folks that, that flank the the Steffs and the uh, Clays and Draymonds of the world, you you got to be open. You got to make open shots. And you got to cut to the basket, right? Um, as bad as Otto Porter's been, I think that could certainly be a guy who, uh, who comes and helps. I think Andre Iguodala can certainly come in and help. Um, so I've got them as high as number three. I have the regular season, um, not champs, but regular season staple, but don't do anything in the playoffs, uh, that, you know, is going to be reliable on top four seed Utah jazz followed by the Phoenix sun slipping a couple places here. Um, still have them, uh, at number five. I have the Portland Trailblazers at six, another interesting Ben Simmons uh, destination. I absolutely was heartbroken, Martin, heartbroken to see the Cavs give up Larry Nance in a three-team deal with the Bulls and, and Trailblazers over the summer. But Larry Nance is perfect on this team. Mm-hmm. Um, before he went down, uh, I think in late December, January last year, he was leading the league in steals for the Cavs. Um, versatile wing, can handle the ball, can bring the ball up the court. Uh, can defend anything two to five, uh, can hit threes uh, at, a, at a fairly respectable clip. Um, for a team that sucks at defense, I love that move. Um, so I have them six. Um, again, they could certainly be a, uh, hey, let's McCollum fix this. Um, you know, who's, uh, you know, I can't remember his name for the life of me, the, the young um, uh, North Carolina forward uh, from two drafts ago. Um, but you can you can start to see some sprinkles of a trade there. Um, I've got the Memphis Grizzlies seven. I actually kind of like that uh, that trade they had um, bringing in um, Stephen Adams. Uh, again, it was kind of a weird, somewhat clunky trade. Um, they drafted Zaire Williams, um, brought in Stephen Adams, uh, acquired Jarrett Culver. Um, yeah, I, they, they offloaded some salary, uh, and that's with, uh, with, with Valanchunas, who I think they, they might really miss at the beginning of the season just from a chemistry standpoint, but I, I do like big, strong as an ox, Steven Adams setting screens for John Morant. Um, absolutely love that move. So, and then last Martin's favorite team I have at number eight, which I, again, I could easily see slipping and trading spots with the Kings, but now their season goes with, you know, Kawhi done for like ever, um, is the LA Clippers. Fair enough. Fair enough. Who do you have coming out the West? Uh, coming out the East? No, the, like who would you have coming oh, out the West? Oh, who do I have coming out? Oh, okay. Coming out the, the West, like, man, it's, it's that, that's a tough one. Um, I think it's, I mean, honestly, I, I'm going to say Lakers. Um, but I mean, there's a lot to go though way, obviously with all the, the aging vets, I'm reminded back to the sports illustrated photo shoot of Steve Nash and Dwight Howard and Kobe Bryant. And this is the, this is the primetime thing, you know, again, happening towards the end of Kobe's career. And we saw Steve Nash just fall apart. Uh, Dwight Howard have tons of issues, back issues, um, team issues, all those types of things. So, I mean, like with all these aging vets, you just, it's got to be a really, really good thing. Anthony Davis was not the Anthony Davis. They traded all those assets for last season. They need him to be better and healthy. 
Um, LeBron has to place himself for the playoffs and they have to let Russ, who's really, really good injury wise, knock on wood for the Lakers hopes, um, kind of let the Lakers control and pace the regular season. Right. I mean, cause he can, he can go out there and play however many minutes a night. He's so athletic. Um, but he's got to be smart. He's got to play within himself. He can't be just heat checking bad threes that he can't shoot anymore. All those types of things. Um, I, I have the Lakers coming out. Um, don't sleep on the Nuggets and Warriors. How about you? Uh, just so that we don't have shock with the Lakers, as I would too, but um, if they're fully healthy, I think Denver can beat them. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't, I think it's, I think Denver, once Murray comes back, and I, I'm not, I think Murray's slated to come back real late. Like we're talking like March kind of thing. Like he's yeah. still going to be out a while. So, I mean, Again, you just got to make the playoffs, get it to get to the dance and, and not have to play the Lakers in round one. But um, I, I think I think you're right. I could easily see Denver. Michael Porter Jr. Can, continues his ascension. Um, I could easily see the Denver Nuggets. That's why I have them number two on, on my, um, my board and right there with, with the Lakers. It's honestly, I feel like it's kind of split in hairs. I think you're exactly right. Well, I started with the West and you followed up. So let you I'll let you start with the East going to the East side. If you want to work your way up potential sleepers and that bubble stuff and then work your way up once again. So number one, despite uh vaccine holdout Kyrie Irving, I have the Brooklyn Nets, Martin. Okay. Um so besides him, they got better. Uh, but so yes, you lose Kyrie Irving. I mean, it was, we all last year thought it was going to be a cakewalk for them in the finals, even when it was down to Harden and Durant and a game seven with the bucks. Um, I think going into that, I said, whoever wins this series wins the, wins the finals based on whoever's coming out of the West. Cause that, by that point, the Lakers had lost, um, right. what have you, but LaMarcus Aldridge gets medically cleared to come back and play. So he's back. He's back. Um, you know, 36 years of age, six eleven, serviceable. Power forward big that late in his career. Um, they bring uh, Bruce Brown back, who had really great flashes. Um, the the six three guard out of out of Auburn, just who can rebound the crap out of the ball for his side or uh, for his sides. Um, uh, Nick Claxton had big big strides last year too. Blake Griffin's back. Um, James James Harden is is healthier and back. Still got Joe Harris. Um, you add uh, Paul Millsap and Patty Mills. I mean, I mean, the depth now, Martin, like you're, you're going from, um, you're going from folks that like, I mean, you just like your Mike James is the world on the roster. Your Tyler Johnson's of the world that you just need to eat minutes um, to, I mean, playoff starters uh, coming off your bench in a lot of capacity. So they're down Kyrie and, and let me talk sleeper real quick on the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I don't know if you've been watching preseason. I don't know if you've been watching summer league. Uh, the kid Cam Thomas, the rookie out of LSU, man, mm -hmm. that makes me mad. A team like Brooklyn has him because that dude can ball. Um, I really, really think he's a candidate for um, uh, a, a first. The only thing that might hurt him on first team all rookie potentially is just minutes because of who's ahead of him. But yeah. this guy can absolutely, absolutely play. Six five shooting guard out of LSU can can, sh can score at all three levels. Um, really, 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 really impressive guy. Um, number two, I have the defending champs, Milwaukee. Um, I think they, 
I think they improved too. Picked up Grayson Allen. Um, uh, I I think that uh, obviously they lost um, PJ Tucker to the Heat. Um, you know, say what you will about PJ, but he was vital to, if nothing else, just yes. being, if nothing else, being a reason that Giannis did not have to guard the other teams. Now you can say, oh, did he guard him? He gave up fifty to KD, whatever. Yes, he guarded him so he guarded him so Giannis could could lay off and play free safety. Um, and that saved him energy, saved him minutes. And then when Giannis needed to do it, he went superhuman. Um, so I have Milwaukee at number two. Um, you know, I think things are, I, they're not out of anything just because of the, the Kyrie thing, the Kyrie thing helps. Um, but I think they've, they can inch a little bit closer depending on how the season shakes out. Um, they really have no assets to improve. So, I mean, they definitely would be a buyout team later on. Um, number three, I have the Philadelphia 76ers still. Um, so with Philadelphia, obviously you still have, uh, Joel Embiid who you have to keep healthy. And if you lose Joel, I mean, you're, you're out on so many different levels for things. Um, uh, Tyrese Maxey, again, just depending on the assets you get back for Ben Simmons trade eventually. I, I have them as my number three team. Number four, I have the Miami Heat. Um, obviously, winners of everybody's decided, hey, like, uh, hottest chick at the bar is Kyle Lowry. <laughs> Um, so the Sixers were after him, uh, the Heat were after him, um, and, uh, you know, Toronto wanted desperately to retain him. Um, there are a couple others, you know, trying to jockey for position to get him, but you bring in Kyle Lowry, you bring in PJ Tucker, you're hoping Tyler Hero has a bounce back to the, the bubble season and, and can shoot the lights out. Um, you still got, uh, Precious Achimura, um, uh, and obviously, you know, the likes of, of, of Butler, um, the likes of Bam. Um, I have them as my number four team. Uh, number five, uh, somehow, some way, I like uh, I like the Boston Celtics. Martin, um, I, I think Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Um, you know, while they might not be the most complimentary thing, and this might end up being a Portland East situation where you've got just two really talented players, not a lot around them. Um, they have trouble making it places. Um, Obviously, the head coaching change is going to be very different with Brad Stevens now in the front office. Um, but I have them uh, sitting there at number five. Um, number six, I have the Atlanta Hawks with with Trey Young. Um, uh, and the emergence of Cam Reddish late in the playoffs we saw, he's done really well as well. Uh, number seven, I have the New York Knickerbockers. Um, so obviously they pick up Kemba, um, in addition to a team, I think that finished fifth or sixth uh, in the standings last year, really impressive run that nobody really saw, uh, for the Knicks. Uh, and then number eight, I have the guard heavy and very impressive Martin Chicago Bulls. Let me pause there for a second. What do you think about Chicago? Uh, they, I actually had them around eighth or like one of the play in teams. I do think that they, it's going to be, I mean, Zach Levine has someone who could pass to him now with Lonzo Ball. Like, I feel like they're going to be an exciting team to watch. I do. I think you're right that eighth is the highest I could see them being. I, I might give them a little bit more credit and say, because I mean, there's a couple things that could bounce. Obviously, injuries can bounce certain ways, but mm -hmm. you know, is as much as I as much as I still have Boston up as high as I do, I also feel like their floor could be eight 
and, you know, Chicago could be a, a six, seven type of thing too, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It's, I mean, especially when you bring a new coach, new system, um, all those types of things. But for Chicago, um, obviously they, they bring in Lonzo Ball. Um, they bring in Alex Caruso. They bring in DeMar DeRozan. Um, and I really, really like me, Ayo DeSumu, the, uh, the point guard for out of Illinois. Um, and dude's like fourth on the depth chart. I feel bad for him. So um, they're starting um, uh, uh, Alizé Johnson. Um, uh, that out of Missouri State, who's who's bounced around a couple different teams. I think he was with Brooklyn previously. They bring in Stanley Johnson. Derek Jones has been there for the last couple of years, and then obviously you've got the likes of um, they traded uh, a first to pick up Nikolai uh, Vucevic. Uh, Patrick Williams uh, has has been recovering from an injury. He hasn't played at all. Really, really impressive rookie uh, out of Florida State from a year ago. Um, you still got Kobe White back there in the in the backcourt, um, and then you know again the man Zach Levine, um, very impressive Team USA run, um, and played a lot of great defense in there too. Um, you know this could be this might be my surprise team. While it's not my in the hunt team because I have them in the playoffs, this is my team that like if you're telling me you know even a team like Miami, maybe Miami has chemistry issues, what have you, with all these new players in, what have you. You know Kyle Lowry, their big signing is injured at his age, 35, 36. Say there's seven. I, I and you told me that Chicago was four or five. I I wouldn't balk at that. Um, but finishing up for me in the hunt, I have the Indiana Pacers. And hope this isn't just like a, a joke for me <laughs> moving forward. But and I don't know how we're going to get there, Martin, because we've got seventeen thousand centers. But I have the Cleveland Cavaliers. Okay. Okay. So my list is very similar to yours and i won't hold everyone too long except for the cleveland cavaliers i replaced that with the hornet um hornets um the ball ball. that'd be the only that one (laughs) i would i mean just from unless caps i mean we have our right to change our picks later on the year but that's just right now um i had just because of the Kyrie thing, I did flip the bucks and the nets i just had the bucks finishing with a better regular season record not them coming out. I just feel like they're a regular season team too. Like they can get like 60 wins. Like it's nothing with them. And also with the Ben Simmons situation, I had the heat at three and the Sixers at four. I know you had the Sixers at three and the heat at four. So yeah, those are the only two like flip. And then everything else was the same. Real quick, real quick on the Cavs. Um, obviously we spend a lot of time talking about that. That's my team. It's a team. I know you watch a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I just, I mean, let me let me read you the power forward centers just to refresh your memory. Now, obviously, the roster is way too big right now. They're going to have to make some cuts um, uh, because we're still in preseason mode. Those will come into the weekend. But here are your here are your uh, your bigs, your power forwards and centers. You ready? Mm-hmm. Dean Wade, um, Evan Mobley, Lori Markkinen, uh, mm-hmm. acquired from Chicago in that um, Larry Nance Jr. trade. Uh, Kevin Love, who has been coming off the bench and not chucking balls at people's faces, um, and somehow okay with that so far. Uh, Taco Fall, Ed Davis, and Jared Allen. Um, somewhere in there, I, I don't know who's going to pay for centers in a, a small ball type league, but there's another move to be made. Um, you know, again, Kevin's owed so much money left on his contract still that like 
he'll never agree to a buyout and taking less money for that kind of thing. But what I do like for the Cavs, um, you know, again, and while I'm being just super optimistic that hopefully they'll they'll be in there is you've got you're going into year three of Darius Garland, who, you know, last year you had the COVID year for that guy. The year before was um uh the the really, really shortened year where the Cavs didn't make it and he didn't play his rookie year, like after March with the shutdown, um, all those types of things. So um he's coming into year three. Uh I think he's the best talent on this roster, purest stroke, um, one of the best distributors. Um, I really like Dylan Windler. Um, you know, again, we just we've been waiting for him to emerge the the four-year butler player who's been plagued by injuries. Uh, Cavs desperately need a small forward and and Windler can be that three-point marksman coming in off the bench. Um, but uh, you know, you look at their you look at their bench, Martin, kind of like the Brooklyn thing. It's not anywhere near the Brooklyn thing, it's just similar talking point. But you look at the Brooklyn thing where you've got new players coming in. Um, you know, again, of just with veteran, veteran experience off the bench. So if you're the Cavs now, you're playing younger guys up front, trying to maximize their growth and, and playing time and everything else. But now your bench has got, you know, Jetty Osman, who's uh, 26, is, has been in the league and played for uh, four or five years now, serviceable small forward. Um, you've, got, uh, you've got Kevin Love. Um, they just signed Ed Davis, which I was surprised about today. So 32 year old, uh, center who's bounced around the league a lot, um, with Portland, with, uh, Minnesota, what have you. Um, but you've got Ricky Rubio now too, who easily is the best distributor on this team. It's so nice watching Ricky Rubio play. You definitely get some, some Minnesota, uh, Timberwolves vibes back in the day mm-hmm. from, for the, uh, the love trade to the Cavs, um, with the, the Rubio love connection, but. Um, you've got Denzel Valentine too. So, I mean, like this team, I don't know, this is going to be the year we find out if JB cuts it or not, um, as a head coach, I like JB as a person, phenomenal leader. He's tactful. He's, um, he's implicit with the kind of values and, and effort he wants to see, um, always a great press conference. Um, but at a certain point, um, I think not just him, I think for Kobe Altman, the GM too, like, listen, like you need to figure out a trade here fast because you've got like, again, 18,000 centers, it seems like, and you have no small fours basically whatsoever. Um, but uh, again, there, there's opportunity here, Martin. I feel like with some of these veterans, um, I think Lori Markkinen desperately needed a, a change of scenery. He's still only 24. Can shoot mm-hmm. the lights out from three, seven-footer. Um, uh, you know, they, they played some jumbo lineups too, which have been really interesting with like Alan Love and Markkinen. Um, and we haven't even talked about the rookie who I was like, I'm not sold on this guy during summer league. I'm not sold on this guy during summer league. I'm not sold on this guy on summer league. Um, Evan Mobley is going to be the first team rookie. Like if, if there is a first I don't even know, there's a first team rookie, all defense, Evan Mobley for sure will be on it. Um, did you see, did I send you that, uh, that video clip of him, uh, blocking the Caruso jumper? Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was insane. The amount of space that man, uh, closed um was just absolutely mind-boggling um i mean just real impressive kid i don't know if you have you had any uh any opportunity to see evan play at all i have and i will keep it short and sweet so we keep it under the producers yeah yeah uh, time limit and then we'll just do quick hits and we'll be done but yeah i've seen him play i saw the block i've watched some of the Cavs preseason it'll be interesting i just don't i don't know who's taking all these centers and then if people do and if things, because anything can happen at the Easter conference, but I'll just leave it at that on that. So we stay within our time. 
Yeah. But Evan, real quick, just some quick hitter things before we sign off. Yes. Um, Thursday night, I mean, Tuesday, I'm sorry, 7.30, Bucks, Nets. Who do you have winning that one? I have I have the Bucks um, capitalizing on a lot of new foot, not a lot of new players uh, coming on the Nets and the drama around the Kyrie situation. Um, I like the defending champs uh, night one. Uh, Martin, on the flip side of that, you've got the Los Angeles Lakers and you've got the Golden State Warriors. Who do you got? I got the Lakers in that one. I think the Lakers are going to make a game one opening statement or. Russell Westbrook is going to have a quadruple double with 10 turnovers, one or the other. But I got the Lakers in that. Martin MVP pick right now, as of today. Luca. We did that last year. I'm going again. (laughs) There's so many, there's so many guys who could, who could win this award. Um, I, I mean, I have Giannis right up there. I have, I have Luca four, which surprised me because of how well Jokic has been playing. So I've mm-hmm. still got him in contention. So, I mean, all these are splitting hairs. Um, I'm going with the best player in the league, Martin. Okay. I'm going with the Slim Reaper, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant as your 21-2022 league's most valuable player. Okay. That's a bad dude. Who gets a lot of bad buckets? Okay, we'll see. Kevin Durant. All right. And with that being said, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. Basketball is back. Uh, thank you, Evan, for being our basketball expert and being on. Now it is your time to start shining on the L7C as we enter basketball season. Make sure you guys like, rate, comment, subscribe anywhere you listen to. And yeah, opening night, Tuesday, October 19th, Nets, Bucks, Warriors, Lakers. As a basketball fan, you can't ask for more. And with that being said, this is the L7C signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.